0: Welcome back to the Photo Banter Podcast. I'm your host, Alex Gagne, and on today's podcast, I speak with photographer Shelby Gordon. Shelby has worked with clients such as Condé Nast Traveler, Spanks, and Atlanta Magazine, to name a few. In this interview, I speak to Shelby about her recent project, photographing people with their RVs and vans. I also speak to Shelby about her journey with photography and what led her to Los Angeles, California, as well as some for travel photography. I met Shelby earlier this year while I was visiting in Los Angeles, so I was excited to have her on the podcast and hear more about her work. So I hope you enjoy, and thanks so much for listening. Well, Shelby Gordon, welcome to the podcast excited to have you on. Uh, you got a lot Thank of cool, some cool photo projects you've been working on so I was excited to talk to you but I guess how's how's your summer been going How, How's life out there in la in uh, everything
1: It's good. it's beautiful. It's a dream in Santa monica yeah every day to live here so
0: that's cool. I know because when I met you a few months ago when I was out there visiting la, uh, you were talking about this cool project you've been working on and been posting on your Instagram too, kind of photographing uh, people that live in base vans, I think, right? Um, I was just kind of curious how that kind of came about for you.
1: Yeah, so I, you know, I've had a dream for a long time to have some type of van or trailer or something to travel in, and um, I finally adopted a 1992 Class C RV. All right. uh, back in February or March, um, which inspired me to start this project, um, this photo series, which I've titled more than um, I've been talking to a lot of really interesting people, photographing them uh, with their, you know, and I'm keeping it kind of broad. So it's vans, RVs, buses, trailers
0: on the road. They're, mean, on, they're mobile. They're mobile.
1: They're mobile. Yeah. (laughs) And some of these people live full time in them. Some of them travel. Some of them work out of these vehicles. Um, So I sat down with each of them. I recorded a lot of them uh, talking to me. And then I photographed them um, inside and outside of the vehicle and did some portraits. And that's a continuing series I'm working on
0: no it's awesome and like have you kind of been finding the people you've been photographing because it it was an interesting mix of people you photographed so far like have you been kind of finding your subjects
1: some of them i have been referred to by other people because i've been talking about saying you know if you know anyone um some i've found on social media some i've literally just walked up to in parking lots (laughs) (laughs) those have probably been the most interesting people i've photographed um And some of them I just, I'm meeting while I'm traveling in my own RV at campgrounds and RV sites and things like that.
0: That's cool. So you've been able to take the RV you bought and you've been doing some road trips with it so far?
1: I have, yeah. I spent the first couple months totally renovating the inside, um, which is my jam. I love doing stuff like that. Um, And I'm still kind of working on her a little bit, but uh, I've been taking her out on the weekends and a great vessel uh for travel photography
0: no that's awesome yeah it's such i i've watched so many like van life youtube videos there's so many different people and there's this so many different types of ways they do it like there's this one girl i don't know her name but she popped up it's this young woman she lives in la and she has like a blue van and she has she's huge on youtube she has like millions of subscribers and it's just her living in a van with her snake or something and it's this so wi- cool yeah it's wild um and was kind of like a with photographing this kind of strangers people like you said this kind of approaching them on the street is that something you you've kind of always done with your work and have you been comfortable just kind of approaching strangers on the street to photograph them
1: oh yeah i have no hesitance just walk up to random people and be like hey can i photograph you and sometimes they say yes and they get really excited about some people really love being photographed and some people are very adamantly no like, yeah. all right.
0: Bye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's tough. Um, and how do you kind of approach each of those shoots? Like, um, do you kind of go in with it with the plan with the ones that you do uh, kind of set up beforehand? Or like, how do you approach these kind of portrait shoots, I guess?
1: Um, for this specific series, um, it's kind of changed from person to person. Some of the subjects I've planned location time I've spent a lot of time sitting down talking with them beforehand and some of them like the ones that I've approached in parking lots and uh, by the beach I just walked up spoke with them for five or ten minutes photographed them for another five or ten minutes and
0: oh so they're like pretty quick shoots that you're not spending a lot of time with these people their each shoots is kind of five ten minutes pretty much
1: that's what I've been trying to do but uh, a couple of them I've spent a few hours with these people so
0: yeah. It depends
1: on each subject. I think
0: that's awesome. Like if the people give you the time, like I, that's always yeah. the dream as a photographer. Cause like, I don't right? know. It, it's hard to get sometimes, but like, that's great. If people are down to hang out and like, you get good. You feel like you feel like you get better stuff, the longer you spend with them and actually get to talk with them more.
1: I think so. Yeah. But I also think that, you know, some of these people that I'm approaching, um, I probably would have not found, yeah. uh, if I had done it the other way, so I'm kind of open to both situations for the series.
0: That's cool, and is it still kind of an ongoing thing for you? You got to keep shooting it.
1: Yeah, I think it'll become ongoing, especially as I start traveling out more. People I meet on my own exploration and travels.
0: Yeah, it's cool because so far, pretty much most of the photos have kind of been shot in the Los Angeles area, right?
1: Yeah, so far it's just been like Southern California. I photographed a person in Long Beach um, area um, and then I photographed another person or no, I photographed a family in Santa Clarita um, that were building out an Airstream trailer. Um, So yeah, as of now, it's been Southern California, but I hope to kind of expand that reach at some point.
0: Yeah, that would be cool because there's just so many different types of people and it would probably just give your project a whole different look once it's like outside of California too, which would be pretty cool, I think.
1: It's a huge community.
0: Yeah. Have you found, found, is there like any similarities to the people of like what what makes them want to live like the van life, quote unquote van life, they call it. Is there any like similarities you see in the people you've met so far?
1: Yeah, I think that most of these people are creative. Uh, and or artists and kind of free thinkers um, kind of go with the flow personality, obviously. Yeah. Um, that just don't, you know, as one of the guys I talked to, he said, you know, we just, we didn't want to live the prescribed lifestyle that everyone tends to live. And I think a lot of people who, who go there, especially when they live full time and travel full time, they all kind of have that mentality of like free thinker, and you know they just want to explore and meet people and a lot of them are artists
0: so. oh really that's cool. Yes. Do, do you think you'd want to live like full-time do the van life thing for full-time or what's your mindset on
1: it I would totally do it I you know I don't require much and I love traveling
0: yeah and I
1: love meeting people and you know we'll see
0: no that's exciting and I guess to go back, like, I was just kind of curious, like, where you grew up and, like, how did you kind of first uh, get into photography?
1: Yeah, I, I grew up in East Tennessee um, near the Smoky Mountains. And um, and how did I get into photography? I've always been into art since I was, like, very, very little. I was very determined to be an artist. <laughs> um, so everything in my life revolved around all I wanted to do was make things and draw and paint and create all the time and that's just not changed my entire life um I'm very stubbornly like I am an artist this is who I am
0: <laughs> that's good that's good you gotta yeah. have it yeah
1: exactly yes I think so too and um you know I've I've practiced and studied a lot of probably every medium there is um and I love all mediums and you know I Went to college in Tennessee and got a degree in studio art and did a lot of drawing and painting and, you know, two-dimensional arts, some three-dimensional sculptural building. I love everything, but uh, the passion really came probably like most photographers say, you know, like I was in the darkroom for hours and hours in high school and I and I decided, you know, this is something I can make a career out of. This is the thing I tend to uh, want to to create is, uh, working with light and photography and film and digital and, and people, I'm just like very interested in faces and hands and bodies and movement. Um, so I dove into photography hard and I still practice all different types of mediums. Um, but photography is the one I followed for a career path.
0: That's cool. Did you come from like a family of like, like artists or the other creative people in your family or anything like that? Or are you just kind of the. the creative I would say person? everyone
1: in my family is very creative. Um, they didn't necessarily choose creative career paths, but my dad is an incredible artist. Um, always has been. Um, he's actually a cosmetic dentist. So uh, he's kind of an artist in his own right, but he's an amazing painter and drawer and, um and my mom's actually a musician, so oh, wow. she's a, a, a different type of artist, super talented blues and jazz musician. Um, and my my sister's in healthcare now, but she used to be a professional dancer. Wow, super talented. So yeah, definitely creative in different ways all around.
0: That's cool. So you always had the support of your family with their creative endeavors, then I would imagine.
1: Definitely, yeah. That
0: that's awesome. So when you're like going to school for studio arts. Like, how is that program and like looking back, do you feel like it was kind of beneficial like going to art school or what was kind of your takeaway from it?
1: Yeah, you know, I, I applied to and got into a bunch of different small specific art schools and I was going to go that route and um, I got into SCAD and I was really close to going to SCAD and I loved SCAD and, um, and I just decided, you know, for the sake of, finances and not being in debt for the rest of my life. I'm just going to go to this local college. I'm going to work with some, you know, uh, I actually did get to um, have instruction from some really amazing art teachers at my university. Um, Even though it's not like, you know, an art school, I did uh, get to meet and and work with some amazing artists there. you know, the first like couple years of college, it's like, let's learn about color wheels. And it's like, okay, have been there, done that, let's move <laughs> forward. <laughs> so um, it wasn't really until my like junior and senior year that I really like got into the difficult, challenging projects that I wanted to be doing. Um, and being able to like, you know, in my senior year, do my capstone and, and work on things on my own, which I like doing, uh, versus having to like follow this path of projects that the yeah. teachers have assigned for you. Um, but yeah, I, it was, it was good. It was, um, I, I, you know, I started my, I technically started my photography business when I was 18. So I was working uh while I was learning how to be a professional artist, uh, which I think was really helpful. Um, and I don't know if I would have like had the same if I didn't have the hands on working while I was learning
0: what kind of stuff like even when you're 18 what kind of stuff were you shooting like what were some of the jobs you were doing
1: well 18 years old I was in East Tennessee so there weren't very many options for me I was doing like families headshots weddings yeah you know the standard I started doing that stuff um there's not a, a huge creative force in Tennessee so I kind of started with that stuff and then I started getting getting into more interesting uh, projects and assignments when I moved to Atlanta lived in Atlanta for four and a half five years and then came here
0: that's amazing and, like, even, like, when you were in college, like, did you already have, like, a goal in mind for the type of work you wanted to shoot? Like, did you know you, because looking at your website, you do, like, commercial advertising, you work for, like, publications like Condé Nast Traveler. Like, was that always the goal or, like, what, what do you remember about being in college It's kind of your goals, I guess?
1: Yeah, I think I've always had this desire to want to travel and explore for work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also just love photographing people. I always knew that I wanted to photograph people, photograph their faces, talk to them. um, And also photograph like, you know, people especially that are not super represented. Um, You know, growing up, looking at all these magazines of these thin, beautiful white women, you know, and it's just over the same thing over and over and over again. And I knew I wanted to, change that to represent more real people um which is something I'm still very interested in and I think that the industry is kind of going there a little bit more but I've always wanted to photograph people
0: (laughs) no that's awesome and were there like any photographers or artists you kind of looked up to as like for inspiration like early on anybody who's kind of influenced your work you think
1: yeah, I mean, I think all the like classics like Annie Leibovitz and Peter Lindbergh and uh, Avidon, of course, um, but I also drew a lot of inspiration like being in um, studying art outside of just photography, a lot of my photography work is inspired by sometimes like painters or designers or um, super inspired by like Gerhard Richter and Egon Schiele and you know things like that um and then also like some of like weirder self-portrait stuff i did a lot of self-portraits when i was learning i would just photograph myself set up a tripod and, and a timer or a release um like the weird stuff that cindy sherman does or yeah. super into or like francesca woodman or people like that so i kind of got inspiration from all across the board in the art world
0: no, it's pretty cool. Like, I mean, I never, I, I went to school just for photography, so I didn't really do like studio arts, but yeah, I would imagine y- you, you learn a lot just from having a broad knowledge of all different types of art. Like, do you feel like even the work you do now, like if you're coming up with some portrait shoot for are you're, you're doing like, you, you kind of pull reference from like all these different mediums, be it whatever it was, sculpting or painting and things like that, even now still.
1: 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I think so, uh, modern and, you know, otherwise.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. So when you got out of college, like, what did you kind of do? Like, I know you mentioned you moved to Atlanta. Um, did you kind of go straight to shooting or you like, kind of go the typical route? A lot of people do and kind of do assisting or what was kind of your first step into kind of outside of the college, I guess.
1: Um, I've, I've kept shooting the whole time, but I've also kind of worked in all facets of the photography industry. So I've managed to photo studios, like totally run them wow. big and small. Um I've assisted a little bit. I've um I'm now producing a lot here. Um and I'm just shooting while I'm also doing all this other stuff too.
0: So that's awesome. So when you're in Atlanta in kind of uh, running a studio, uh, what did that kind of job entail? And like, what did you kind of learn from that experience?
1: Um, it's, you know, our, uh, the studio, I worked on ambient plus studio in Atlanta, um, big warehouse, beautiful, natural light, um, windows actually shot in there a lot too, but, um, we rented out the space for, stills photo shoots, motion projects, um, and also like events on the weekends. So it was a lot of coordinating with producers. It was a lot of, um, you know, having people in the space, showing them what we could offer, um, talking through like lighting situations and options. We also had an in-house gear department, um, that people would rent out of. So it was a lot of moving parts. And then we would also actually do a lot of uh, construction herself oh, wow. uh, which I really enjoy <laughs> so we would leave like
0: building demoing sets.
1: walls and like building up uh to drywall and and rerouting electricity and because it was an old building it's uh from 1910 damn beautiful beautiful building but so it was a it was a lot it was a lot of uh managing construction uh touring um being there for these massive events that would happen and um, yeah.
0: No, that's amazing. Like, I kind of wish I had some friends in New York that worked at studios and stuff. if I can go back in time, like, I feel like I wish I would have done that because it seems like just hearing you talk about it, you, you get to touch so many different points of the business, be it like you Absolutely. can kinda, you can learn about uh, equipment and learn how people like because you get to see photographers, they're setting up their lights and it might be there for a day or two. You can see how people do it. And then you kind of get exactly. to see, see the production side. So you kind of learn so much. And I imagine uh, like now you're doing producing your own shoots, it probably probably pretty valuable knowledge to have and kind of like, it's being that you got to see how it worked up up front and close you know
1: absolutely and I think a lot of um especially like new younger photographers like myself don't really have that knowledge or experience um and the other parts of the the you know not so interesting maybe parts of photography um that are necessary I think and the the industry you know those are there somebody's got to do it if you can do it yourself yeah more to you
0: yeah definitely and how long did you end up working at the studio for and like being like in Atlanta I know you you grew up in Tennessee like did you ever feel the pressure to move to like a big market I know you live in LA now Um, did you kind of always envision yourself living in like a bigger market like LA New York or what kind of prompted your move out to LA I guess
1: I did. Yeah. I, um, I love Atlanta. I, you know, Atlanta was good and Atlanta is actually uh, quite ahead and is kind of becoming, I think one of those bigger spaces, especially because a lot of people are producing and shooting out of Atlanta because of like tax cuts and, you know, it's just cheaper to do that. So a lot of work is being moved out there. Um, But yeah, there's, there's, uh, especially places like East Tennessee, there's just not really a space or a conversation around anything outside of like, Oh, look at this photograph of a bear with some flowers. You know, People <laughs> just don't really appreciate uh, the complexity of art.
0: Yeah. There's not much of a creative community, I guess then. Yeah.
1: There, you know, there is, but there's not really a market for what I was wanting to do and yeah, um, here absolutely it's just you have the other side of it being uh very condensed and the amount of artists that are out here mm-hmm. um but the space for that is just so much bigger
0: and what kind of brought you the, out to LA like when you went out there was your goal to just kind of start shooting more with clients out there what, what was kind of the initial kind of uh move out there I guess
1: yeah, so I, I moved cross country with uh, my boyfriend, my partner that I'm with now. Um, and my goal was just to try for bigger, bigger yeah. clients, bigger projects, bigger assignments. Yeah. Um, and this was the place to be
0: was that kind of intimidating like going to a new market like obviously because that's something I think about sometimes too like I've always been in Boston like I've never lived in New York and it is like intimidating because you spend years like building up your name in one place and you have probably you already had some clients I'm sure running when you're in Atlanta and then you're moving to a new market to like basically kind of start over in a sense was that kind of an intimidating transition how they kind of go for you I guess
1: definitely um I you know I did have like A set clientele in Atlanta I was really getting comfortable there and so when I moved cross country obviously I just had to completely start over from scratch yeah um which is really intimidating it's a lot of networking and um reaching out cold calls cold emails um and then of course, like right after I got here, there was a global pandemic. So that made things interesting.
0: Too. Damn. So you moved there just right before the pandemic, pretty much.
1: Yeah, I, I wasn't here for, for very long before then. And, you know takes time you know when you when you move to a different city to kind of rebuild your business so it's kind of yeah the process of rebuilding and then bam global pandemic
0: (laughs) hey well if you if you can get through this you can get through anything I think uh yeah (laughs) yeah it is tough like I mean networking and like marketing like how have you kind of approached marketing with your photography over the years what what have you found that's kind of worked like for you like is there any kind of things that you kind of stick with? Or what's your kind of mindset and kind of trying to get your work out there?
1: Honestly, the most work that I've gotten has been out of me just doing a bunch of personal projects, a bunch of tests with local models, and or just interesting people that I come across. Uh, The more of that work that I put out, the more people are seeing it and the more um, references I get from other people. So some of the biggest clients I've got have been like, oh, we saw this project that you did um, and -and so-and-so told us about you um, and how great you are. So it's a lot, a lot of it has been word of mouth. So um, for me, my goal has just been to like constantly make connections here and there um, and just put out as much work as I can.
0: No, that's great. And you mentioned one thing kind of doing test shoots with models like i how, how does that kind of work because I, I think a lot of people would be curious like uh, personally I've never I've worked with some models, I guess, but I most of my stuff's documentary, but like when you want to do a test shoot with a model, are you kind of building a relationship with their agency? Or are you kind of reaching out directly to models and like how does that kind of relationship work on test shoots for you I guess
1: yeah i I do both. Um, so like when I came out here, I developed a relationship uh, with like LA models and one, and usually if you just reach out and you connect with them and you develop a relationship, you can say, Hey, I'm looking to test, uh, with some of your new faces, meaning like, you know, people who are new in the agency that they're needing stuff for their portfolio. Um, and what they do is they'll send you a a book of a lot of different options. Mm -hmm. Um, you'll, you know, sometimes I'll give them like a mood board and be like, this is what I'm going for. And they'll be like, okay, these are the people that we think would be great. Um, and then I just let them use the images in their portfolio. I get to use them in my portfolio and it's just a win-win. And then sometimes I'll just reach out to people like on Instagram and be like, I love your look. I would love to work with you. Um, and vice versa. Models will reach out to me. Hey, I would love to work with you sometime. Great. Let's set up a test shoot. And then I get the option opportunity to kind of experiment and play with maybe some like lighting concepts I've been wanting to do. And then I also get um, this constant stream of, of building work.
0: No, that's really, that's really awesome. And I'm I'm sure like down the line, like now that you've already built these relationships with these modeling agencies, once you start shooting bigger and bigger jobs, like commercially, and you need to actually hire people, you already have that relationship built, and you kind of can work with them on that. So it's kind of like, it's kind of double, like, it's it's great, because you get something for your portfolio, and you're building this relationship along the way. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. And And it's not as
1: intimidating as maybe it seems, you know, usually, if you reach out to these, uh, agencies they're happy to to test have you test with some other models yeah so I would encourage any you know young photographers wanting to like build up their portfolio that is the best way to to, to do it absolutely
0: yeah because those models and agencies they want new work for their models books to help promote to their clients and kind of build that yep. thing so it's everyone's just kind of in the same ecosystem trying to trying to build so yeah might as well just knock on those doors and see see what happens nothing
1: yeah and those and those same companies that are going to these agency websites uh to hire these models are also seeing all of your work
0: mm-hmm. on the
1: agency website and maybe they say oh we'd like to use this model but also like whose photography is this
0: yeah yeah definitely it's all, it's a promo piece for your own work i didn't even think of that that's really smart um, and you know, I know when I went out to LA. I think you still work um, a little bit with uh, Joe Pug, Pug uh Joe Pug on Instagram. Uh, I was kind of curious how you kind of started working with him and like how that kind of came about for you.
1: Yeah, so I've always kind of had a, a side, multiple jobs in the industry. Like I, I shoot, but I also always have something else going on, um, and so when I came out here and I was kind of like building my own work up, um, I just started cold emailing and cold calling photo studios, photographers, anybody in the industry. And, uh, one of the people I started a conversation with was Joe,
0: um,
1: who happened to, uh, be in process of looking for a studio manager and producer, um, that week. (laughs) So it, it happened quite, uh, spontaneously or I guess serendipitously Um, and we connected and I started working for him and we've been working together for about two years now almost.
0: That's awesome Uh, what kind of stuff do you work with him on like what what are your kind of responsibilities kind of day-to-day with working with with his stuff I guess?
1: Um, There's a lot of different responsibilities I help him manage his business um, and I also help produce a lot of his smaller shoots and assist produ- production on some of the bigger shoots. Um, but all the ins and outs of the business, um, you know, some of these larger photographers uh, just need the help because they're so busy and uh, to focus on the, the creative part of it. Um, so, management, production, assisting here and there. So,
0: no, that's awesome. And do you feel like kind of getting to work with the, a photographer who's already been at it for like decades at this point like has it kind of been beneficial to how you kind of approach maybe kind of managing your own business at this point or even like creatively or is there anything you've kind of learned just getting to work with him I guess
1: definitely absolutely I'm, I'm really grateful to be able to even just like be on set with him sometimes um see how he works but also like being part of the in and out of um every part of a photo shoot um is really important, especially, um, in the LA specific industry. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think every city's art and photo industry is different. Um, so being like hands-on in the middle of it, um, is super beneficial.
0: Yeah, that must be amazing. Cause you get to, cause he's working at a real high level. So you get to see the ins and outs, like what it costs to produce these shoots and like who's involved. Cause I know like I assisted some, but like not a ton. And I, i still feel lost sometimes and I, I'm like, I don't know like what I should be charging or like what I what are these line items I should be doing. So like I would getting to see that like at that level, it's like, man, you, you don't you can't even learn that in college. Like they just don't, they don't know. It's like impossible. So yeah, that's pretty amazing.
1: Absolutely. Super amazing. Um, super grateful to be able to to be in the middle of all of that.
0: No, that's great. And in terms of like your own work, like in terms of like uh, like style and aesthetic, like is like finding your voice as a photographer. Is it something you feel like it took you a while? Like is it something that's kind of continually evolving for you, or like how do you kind of approach this the style and aesthetic of your work? I guess.
1: I think um, I think I've at this point uh, in my life as an artist have kind of developed a recognizable aesthetic. Um, But that being said, I think as an artist, um, your aesthetic and voice is like constantly evolving. Um, As we as people constantly evolve, I think that maybe our art evolves with us. Yeah. Um, So I do think that like, you know, my work, I've created kind of a recognizable aesthetic, but it does change and adapt and evolve depending on the subject I'm shooting or the project I'm doing. Um, I feed off of people a lot. I'm very like empathetic in that I kind of feed off of each person I photograph. Um, So I think that there is that change between every single shoot. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, finding my voice was a lot of experimenting with things and being really weird with light and time and just trying everything and learning studio lighting practicing natural lighting and just having that education and experience and all of those things really helped me find, okay, this is what I like and this is why I like it. And this, I'm not so big on, um, but maybe I adopt part of this or, you know,
0: yeah, because like when you look at your photography work now, like what, what is the stuff that kind of inspires you? What's kind of got you excited about uh, photography right now? Is there like one area of photography you're really excited about? Obviously, you're doing your, your awesome band series. But um, I guess when you look at your work now, what, what's kind of got you excited?
1: Um, right now, I think I'm really excited about diving into more travel stuff Mm -hmm. um just because I, I like traveling and I like the idea of these moments that involve people in different areas and uh more like real authentic but I always am very drawn I've never really not been drawn to just like a classic portrait with good light and um interesting features and um an interesting connection between me and that subject um so yeah it kind of depends you know from time to time I kind of right now it's kind of going towards travel
0: yeah portraiture
1: hey, yeah. and travel
0: no it's awesome yeah you have some really cool travel stuff I'll, I'll link it uh, after and people can check it out Thanks. but you did you did a real cool series in Cuba I, I was lucky enough got to travel there once too I was kind of curious your experience going to Cuba and like uh how do you enjoy it
1: yeah Cuba was really interesting um I went pre-pandemic, uh, but it was still Cuba's very third world, uh, you know, right now. Um, but the people there are just like, like you see this guy; he's just like the yeah. people there are just living their best life, and um, and it's it's uh, it's a really aesthetically beautiful place. Mm-hmm. Um, I want after leaving Cuba. I, I want to help them <laughs> in some way. Yep. So I've been trying to think of some way, like especially during this pandemic because um, they they have trouble getting even like their primary needs met because there's so much um, regulation. Mm-hmm. Um, but Cuba is really surreal when you go there because it's stuck in the 50s. Mm-hmm. It's all the cars, all the the buildings have just been left as is um and it's really i mean it's very dreamlike walking through um because it's just frozen it's frozen in that time so it makes for a really interesting photography
0: oh definitely and when you went there did you everywhere where yeah where did you did you just go to havana or did you get to travel around to some of the other uh cities within cuba
1: I traveled outside, like into the country. I can't remember the name of the cities. Um,
0: what the? But... Did, you, did you go to Vignales?
1: Vignales, yes.
0: Yeah, that place was cool.
1: Yes, that's kind of where this this was here. Um, stunning, beautiful. Um, this was uh, on a tobacco farm, um, which was really interesting. They showed us kind of. How, uh their process works so of course I wanted to photograph every part of that
0: yeah and the craziest thing I didn't realize until I went there but like all these guys bust their ass growing all this stuff and then they have to give 90 percent of the crop to the government so they're not even making like anything and oh yeah and they're working like whatever 16 hours a day pretty much is non-stop uh it was absolutely pre- pretty wild everything
1: but, is super regulated there
0: mm. And like with the travel stuff, like when you're, when you know you're taking a trip, be it whatever it is, Cuba, you have some really cool stuff with Italy on here. Um, Do you kind of go in with like a plan at all of like what you want to capture, like places you want to go? Or is it really just kind of wake up, kind of wander around and see what happens? Or like, how do you kind of approach this type of work?
1: You know, I'm very, I'm a very go with the flow person, but there is a part of me that's a little type A, Mm. I guess it's the producer in me. Um, So that when I go on trips, um, I will literally, literally create a Google doc that just has a list of all the options of things that I can do. If I I decide that I want to do them and how to get there and how much time it takes. Um, and then from there, I just kind of let the city guide me.
0: (laughs) no it's amazing it's a real skill to do this type of work like i always say like for me like when i look at people that can just like go to new york city and just like walk the street and take good pictures like that's like the hardest thing for me like it's so it's such a skill just to be able to kind of walk around and capture these moments like i i just feel lost uh i just feel like overwhelmed because there's just so much sure. stuff i feel like i'm like look at, that, look at that look at that i'm like don't know where to focus in but like it's really cool to kind of see this type of work you know
1: I feel like that too, actually. Um, I, you know, I have anxiety and I, you know, even walking through these big cities, I definitely get overwhelmed by all the stimulation. Mm -hmm. Um, So you really have to kind of slow yourself down and just give yourself time to look before Mm -hmm. you even start taking photos. And I think something that really helps with that is maybe just having like a film camera because you're, you know, you have 36 frames, you know, you got to really think about what you're photographing and
0: yeah well is that where you're shooting when you're doing the travel stuff this is mostly film stuff Um, not
1: this this is digital but sometimes I do bring my film um so uh so I actually um have been to Burning Man a couple times wow how is that (laughs) (laughs) it's like a photographer's dream just the wildness of the people and the costumes they're in and um, so my main priority there is to take photos, yeah. uh, but going along with like the, the whole, um, idea of burning man and stuff, I will only bring film cameras. And I actually have like a little, it's like a case for insulin that keeps the insulin cool. And I put all my film in there,
0: <laughs> Hey, <laughs> the, it you're in the
1: desert. It's,
0: yeah, fun. yeah. <laughs>
1: um, And uh, I will just walk around and just approach people. Hey, can I photograph you? Um, And uh, I'll send you that series. I've done a couple of series of just.
0: Yeah, that'd be right.
1: Of people at Burning Man. It's just. Yeah, because like people wear like
0: crazy costumes and stuff. And it's like, how long does that go on for? It's like a week long thing or is it just like a week? Yeah,
1: it's like eight or nine days. Yeah, And it's just this temporary city that's built up and they create all this beautiful art and then they burn it down at the end and it's it's pretty amazing for as an artist and a photographer it's a dream to just walk around and photograph all of this stuff
0: are they do you, are they doing it this year or, or with COVID or no
1: no I don't think they're doing it it's because it's usually like let to say like 60,000 people so yeah um I think they're doing like a virtual thing, but I don't know how that works.
0: Yeah, that would be different. <laughs> uh What? Where's next? Like, w- obviously, you love travelers or anything? Like, w- bucket list stuff? Like, what's where's the next place you want to go? You think?
1: Ooh, bucket list! I really want to go to Japan.
0: Yeah, that's right there. It's. I think it's going to be a while to take and travel there, but yeah. I know. You- <laughs> I know.
1: I was going to go last year, and then COVID hit. And I was like, well, yeah, that's not happening. Um. I really want to go back to South America. I've been to like Peru. Um, I really oh, yeah, want to you, go to like,
0: you went to Machu Picchu, right?
1: I did. That's actually what this print is from.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah. It's beautiful. Oh my gosh. And, um, and I I'd love to visit like Argentina and Chile and um, explore South America more. I'd also like to explore Europe more just in general Um. Spain. I'd love to go to Spain.
0: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You'll get there. You'll get there. No, it's I will. I will. (laughs) Um, another thing I was excited to talk to you about. Um, you have some cool advertising projects you on your on your site, like you've done some work for Spanx, which is a big company. Um, they make like what do you call it it's like women's like it's not underwear. It's like
1: a uh, shapewear yeah, um, yeah it's kind of like think of it as like the modern corset
0: got it Oh <laughs> right, yeah that's a good that's a good analogy I didn't, yeah because I didn't even know how to describe it I was just kind of curious how you kind of started working with them and like how those kind of projects have been because that's like that's a big brand to work with so
1: Yeah, for sure. Um, So they're actually based out of Atlanta. Mm -hmm. Um, So I was introduced to their, uh, I think it was their creative director um, by another person that I, uh, another client that I photographed with who said, you know, I know this girl, you would love her work, you should connect with her. Um, And so I connected with this uh, girl and um, I did um, e-comm stuff for them and lifestyle and uh they put out a lot of catalogs still mm-hmm. like physical catalogs um and yeah it was really fun working with them um and doing like uh lingerie and and women and um and kind of you know and a lot of this is like natural light some of it i would bring in uh external uh artificial light but mm-hmm. Uh, my style kind of worked really well with their brand. So,
0: and like, would they give you a lot of creative direction in terms of like the shoots or are they kind of this here, here's this product and this make it look good. Or like a shoot like this, obviously this is like a really cool location. Like how do these, yeah. kind of pro- what's the kind of the process of like a sh- producing a shoot like this?
1: So, they would usually um, find the location and then they would give me kind of like creative freedom to say, uh, uh, you know, we would scout beforehand and say, okay, we're going to shoot this shot here. And we're going to do this shot over here. Um, and so it's kind of a little bit on both sides mm-hmm. um, as far as the production goes. Um, and then I would just build out my own crew and they would kind of handle the rest of it.
0: No, that's amazing. And like, how do you kind of, obviously you're an artist and you have your perspective, but then when you're working commercially, the client has their, uh, what they're trying to accomplish. How do you kind of, um, balance, like working with the client and then like your own creative, like, how do you know when to like step in and be like, Hey, I think this is going to work. Like, how do you kind of dance that line? I guess of like art and commerce.
1: Sure. They were, um, You know, I think with stuff like this, that's uh, advertising a product, Mm -hmm. they are very, the priority for them is to make sure the product is laying in a certain way. So there'd be a lot of adjustments and back and forth with like adjusting the actual product, but they were pretty trustworthy as far as like my direction uh, with the models and my choice of how I was going to light it and um, I, ha- I would have a digi tech, so they would be seeing all the images coming in, and they'd say, "Oh, we like this," or "Let's try something different." Um, but they were pretty trusting in in my setups and my direction.
0: That's cool. Do you normally shoot tethered on most of your shoots? I know you you mentioned you were working with the digital tech, or like, how, do you do you like tethering? Because some actually yeah, I've. I- Making an effort, I'll just say this myself. Like I, I never did a lot just because the type of work I do. But now I've been actually making myself do it because I know I need. If you want to start shooting bigger stuff, like yeah, you have to do it. But like, wh- how do you approach it? I guess
1: it depends if there's a client looking over my shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's a smaller thing and I, it's a small crew and I'm just kind of shooting natural light or something, I won't tether and usually there's just a trust there (laughs) but if it's like something commercial or there's like a large crew and the client's looking over my shoulder I always have um at least like a laptop uh with the tech that the images are being tethered into
0: yeah and it's like uh, like managing a crew and like when you're working on these bigger shoots where there's a digital tech and there's a um, assistant and the clients there, um, is that something you've always been comfortable kind of managing that ship or is it something you feel like it kind of took you a while to get get better at because it is like going from like the shooting your personal work or travel stuff to where there's like ten people looking at you. Uh, did it kind of take you a while to get used to that?
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely nerve wracking when there's like a ton of people, especially like on the client side, staring at your work while you're making it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, I feel comfortable with like leadership and directing people. So um, it's always kind of difficult if you have like a crew member that's like trying to do their own thing. But, okay. you know, usually it's like, you know, d- directing people and saying, you know, I'm going to have you that do this here. This here it's a lot of like upfront communication I think um, that helps it go smoothly um but yeah I feel comfortable with that it's more of like an entire client team looking over my shoulder is something I've had to get used to because that's nerve-wracking.
0: That's like the real skill as a photographer is being able to like manage and talk to all these different people and when there's like a shot list that's like two pages long and you're like you got to think about the creative side but then you also got to look at the clock and be like hey we got to do this and it's like it's a real skill that's something I'm trying to get better at but yeah it's uh, a
1: huge yeah it's a huge part of it and being able to just like connect personality wise with the client too. I think it's a huge part of it that people don't talk about.
0: Yeah, definitely. Another cool thing on your site, you did have some motion work. um, I believe the project was called like body language project. And it was a cool series of like, uh, I can pull it up. Um, How did that kind of come about for you? And like, what's kind of your process with motion work, I guess.
1: So I, this series body language, I started with uh, one of my friends, Meg Smith, who is a poet. Um, And we started the series um, with just a stills shoot uh, with, uh, it was a lot of actors and dancers. Mm -hmm. um, And I would create still images based off of Meg's poetry um, or vice versa. Sometimes I would create images and then she would write excerpt based off of the image. Um, And it was a lot about body language. Um, So this was a, a extension of the series. Um, where I just filmed, this is a classical ballet dancer that I knew in Atlanta. Um, And this is honestly me just playing and experimenting with motion um, and making it part of a still series, um, like an evolution of a still series.
0: No, it came out great. And then like, as you know, like so many more clients, they want like motion thing. Like I just had it last week where I just, I had an assignment it was just a normal portrait shoot. And then last minute they're like, yeah, can you do a video portrait too? And I was like, I was like first time I had a client ask me to do that. And I was like, Oh shit. Yeah. yeah. I can do it. But it was just yeah. like, yeah, it's cool that you're actually just playing around with this and this, like having another, it's just another tool in your toolbox to, to offer to your clients, I guess.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I would love to do more emotion work. I mean, it's just still photography with a time element
0: yeah right and music and sound sounds the one sound for me is the hardest one it's just such a nightmare yes. to me like especially you're like shooting on location like and you're trying to record sound and there's like it's a real skill but yeah it is it's great you're just playing around with it and just kind of this building i like it. you're you're a hustler shelby you're out here this thank gr- you i'm this, trying <laughs> i know it's, you know it's all you got to do you know just keep brick by brick that's what i say yes but anyway. absolutely I guess like what's next for you obviously you're working on the the project um with all the uh, van life people but what's next for you any kind of goals for your photography moving forward
1: uh goals is just to to develop more relationships with like larger clients here um and start doing more like advertising um and travel work with those clients so
0: What's, right now you, it's got, a lot like, of you got like you got like a dream client like when you look at one like let's let's just throw it out there and eat there like dream client who do you want to work with
1: Ooh. yeah oh my gosh there's so many
0: yeah
1: I, I you know when i was a teenager my dream client would have been like free people or urban outfitters urban outfit. <laughs> you know right. but uh now i think that's you know i would still love to work with them i, I think it's changing more towards uh working with more companies like Condé, Mass Traveler, and I would love to work for like Billboard. Um, I I would love to do some like beautiful editorial portraits for um, Billboard or Wired or some of these editorial magazines that have kind of a more interesting dynamic with light and graphic design. Uh, I would love to be part of that.
0: Hell yeah, it's it's coming. This one, actually, before I go, I love this portrait you did. Uh nice. With I don't know, it was what was the backstory behind this portrait? Because for me, like you said, billboard, I can see this. Like this looks like a billboard shot, like, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. I can see it too. This is uh, actually one of my friends who's an actress here in L.A. Uh, named Morgan Dixon. Wow. Um, and this is this is one of the shoots where I'm experimenting with light. And I'm just no boundaries, just doing everything. But I, you know, I'm just experimenting. And yeah, and there's um, no pr-
0: there's no pressure because it's not a client shoot. So you can actually have the freedom to try new things. And if something works out, then you'd be like, all right, I know how to do this. On, if I get an assignment and it works
1: yeah and luckily this was like a a shoot where it was technically a client shoot because we were building stuff for her um she's been starting to work with the oprah winfrey network and she was on she's been in a couple movies and so um she was like i need some really interesting imagery um to promote myself um and so she kind of gave me full reign to get creative and this is what came from
0: it and you shot all this this is this one portrait sitting with all this stuff
1: these are this is two all
0: right that's a lot you got a lot of good stuff i thought this this stuff was like super strong i I really enjoyed it thank you that's the cool thing about la like i mean i didn't realize i mean when i visited a couple months ago there's just like so many creative people doing cool stuff and like willing to collaborate like that you're saying she's an actress and you can collaborate that's like i mean i can kind of see why why people move to like New York or L.A. because there, there is like a there's like an energy of like all the creative people that are out there for sure. Rather than it's being...
1: huge. Like you could throw a rock and find somebody who wants <laughs> to like do something creative with you.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Shelby, I'm glad we did this. I'm glad we connected. Uh, it was nice meeting you a couple months ago. Um, but for people listening, if they want to check out more of your work, like where's the best place for them to go?
1: Uh, my website is shelbygordon.com. Perfect. And my Instagram is shelbygordonphoto. photo.
0: Perfect. I'll link it and people can go check it out. But uh, thanks so much. Thank you, Alex. So there you have it. That was the Shelby Gordon interview. Just want to thank Shelby so much for taking the time to come on the podcast. It's a real pleasure speaking to her about her recent uh, photo projects and her journey with photography. So I can't thank her enough. Uh, definitely go check out Shelby's website at shelbygordon.com and you can follow her on Instagram at shelbygordonphoto. I'll put all the links in the description. But she's always posting up new works and uh, different projects she's working on. So definitely go check it out. And as always, we'll be having uh, weekly podcasts every week on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, as well as the Photo Banter YouTube page for the video version. So you can check us out there. And as always, thanks so much for listening and take care.